Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Now I'm going to bring the energy for both of us because as soon as you hear Emily, you are going to be like, oh, is she okay? The short answer is no, not really, but she really wanted to record this episode with me anyway. So thank you for surgery. And this is my not even a week out of surgery voice. I'm in bed. And I told Abby her only stipulation for this whole episode is to not make me laugh because I cannot laugh. It hurts so bad. So if Abby laughs double time, it's for me. That and I apologize in advance when inevitably I make you laugh or yeah. snort or or cry or cough or sneeze. I'm so. <laughs> <Who knows? laughs> well, I truly I'm thankful that you joined me for this episode. I I genuinely thought about recording it I myself, would have been so but mad at you. it I know I was trying to keep the team on schedule and. I was so ready for you to have this information. And but truly, this was such a big month and such a pivotal point in our business that to record it sans Emily would been, it would have been really rude of me. So so I waited until she was coherent enough to say, yeah, sure, I'll roll up in bed and we'll figure it out. We're talking about our profit report in October 2021. For those of you not familiar with our profit report series, we started this a couple of years ago with the thought that we wanted to take back our business. So often online, we see people talking about giant revenue goals and sexy launch numbers. And it truly takes away from what does it actually take to build this business? And you can have the sexiest launch number in the world. But if your operating expenses are out of control, then for what? And so we put a big emphasis on how could we stabilize and increase our profit margin. 
And we hit our goal last year. And this year have been focused more on team growth than our specific profit margin number. But when we get to the profit today, I'll talk a little bit more about what that means to us and what it'll mean moving forward. But I just wanted to give you a bit of context because I don't think this is typical of other businesses to share. Typically, when they're getting into their numbers, they're giving you the high-level overview and they're not giving you what it really takes operationally, expenses-wise to get to that place. And you guys know this has been a big part of our conversation the last few months of just the transparency behind businesses so that you guys know when you're looking at setting goals or pivoting or offering new things, even some of you changing your entire business model that you're coming at it from like a truly holistically educated space. And you can make the decision that's going to work for how you want to run your business and how you want to run your life. And I feel like a little bit behind these scenes of our business can kind of give just a little bit of a check of reality sometimes. Both good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think this was a really big month for us because we truly spent so much time, probably at least a year, thinking about what did the future of our business look like. And this was the month that we kind of like set it free and let it out and put it out into the world. We got asked a question recently by our old, old, good, good friend, Steph. And she said something like, you know, how long did it take you to make the decision to like invest in this thing or over here? And it was, I thought about it because I was like, Ooh, at first I wanted to say, Ooh, I feel like we made that decision pretty quickly. But then when Abby and I really sat and talked about, when we're looking at our product lineup and we're looking at how we want to be making money, how we want to be launching, how we want to be growing a team, all of that, all of the the answers to those questions identify what type of products we have. And we didn't know for so long. We knew what we didn't want for a really, really long time, but maybe we didn't know what we wanted. But in reality, it was a year and a half, two years of thinking about how we wanted to show up for people, how we wanted to market, what we didn't want to do. And when we finally got clarity on that, we were able to move really quickly. And so I also kind of want to preface this with like, we didn't just in one month, two months, decide to make these changes, made these changes and saw these amazing results. This was like two years in the making. Right. Yeah, absolutely. This was very intentional, thought out. We let it we let it simmer for a long time. Emily and I are not afraid to make decisions, and for the most part, we are typically super quick to make decisions. And we often operate from a place of, I think, two things. One, we try to pay attention to our gut rather than like our heart or our mind too much because th- there's a lot of guttural reaction that we have to pay attention to. But I also come at it as much as possible from a numbers perspective, because the moment you start to let too much of your feelings drive your decision making, you will often make the goofiest changes that at the end of the day, really take you further away from where you say you want to be. And it typically is a smaller tweak 
to get where you want to go, then you might be thinking, I see a lot of people who go, who go through their business with a machete ready to cut it all down when they could really fine tune you know, this area take some, or change some, get yeah. needs or deliver they, anything. They could I think of like yeah. little pruning scissors for a bonsai. Like you're you're making little tweaks all over the place versus just chopping. And I think people can get really reactionary. And this is why we took time because we wanted to be sure, but also let let things kind of come to us fluidly instead of trying to force a decision as well. Yeah. And I'm really proud of yeah. us that we did that because it it took some discipline. And right. I think if we had been much earlier in our career, we would have made a decision much faster and it wouldn't have been nearly well, as and successful. I, don't, I just don't think everything would have come together as fast because I mean, truly it's, it's the art of simmering. And then when you get clarity, you take quick action. I feel like that's something that's a skill that we've learned to do really well right. over the years. And on the outside, it looks like things happen really fast or really quickly or changes are happening really quickly. But internally, that's not what's happening. But I think that that's almost the best way to kind of go about some of these decisions because, and this is a kind of a silly example of how it's like this, but you know, there's a couple of like lifestyle DIY blogger brand bloggers that I follow. And I've been noticing a trend over the last like couple months where, or really a couple years that they don't share their decision making before the decision has been made. They like share with their audience and get feedback on stuff that they already know the way that they're going to go or whatever, because like yeah. they have admitted that the feedback from their own audience, from their DMs, from their peers can taint the decisions that they actually want to make in their own home or their own designs or whatever. Yeah. And this is exactly what happens in business. Like sometimes we open the yeah. floodgates too, too wide or too the wrong group of people for their opinions on our business. And it's, we've done it. I know y'all have done it. It's so easy to do because I think, especially in the beginning, we're chasing the validation that those responses to the things that we want to do, when in reality, it, it honestly can just get it really murky. And so I think perfecting that skill of marinating internally or with a really close group of people that you trust, and then blooming on the outside kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely, I mean, if we're here for the analogies, it's absolutely like the whole butterfly yes. process where you just yep. like have to cocoon in and you have to like simmer and, and then you're going to come out and everyone, all they're going to see the beautiful is butterfly. the end. They're just going to see you fly, flying away. And it's like, no, I know people have run into them in the grocery store or talked to them on social and they're like, oh my gosh, you guys are growing so fast. I see you're continuing to hire and like things must be going so well. Yes, not to discount any of that, but it's like we spent two years ready for getting ready to make yep. that yep. step. And while it looked fast, it was because we prep for two yeah. whole years and then hired five additional employees. And it's not always just the end result that it truly took to get to that point. And so I just want to be upfront and honest that this is 
the results we're sharing are not a result of the 30 days of October or 31. But with that being said, I'm excited to let you guys know that we officially launched a new product, which we are calling a service because we are officially taking clients. And that feels freaking amazing. It's our first product since January of what? 2019? 2020? 2020. It's our first strategic or educational resource in four years. Four years? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a pretty big, this is a pretty big change. A pretty big new thing to have. And I'd love to talk for a minute of how we decided to create more of a hybrid approach to the way we were looking at this. Yeah, I think if we have new listeners here, I'll remind you all that Abby and I started in the service industry. We both had our own businesses. I was a photographer. Abby was doing marketing and branding. We took one-on-one clients. That's literally how I started my business. And that's the arena of showing up and serving people that we know really well. And it's also the the intimacy that we missed the most as we grew our company in a different way. There were many, many, many times where Abby and I would sit and say, oh, like remember the days when there were 20 people on a webinar and nine people joined this thing. We just got to know people so well. And on for years, I think it was like, yeah, those were the good old days. And we just literally can't have that again because we have a company to run and bills to pay. And there are two of us in a team. Like you can't just sell nine things. Like that's not reality. And so it was kind of one of those just like, oh yeah, that was a phase of our business and we're just not going to have that again. Until 2020, 20, early 2021 of this year, where we were like, F that. How can we create those relationships again? Literally, there has to be a way. And I feel like once we kind of decided to pivot slightly in the sense of it doesn't have to be anything like we've ever created before, what does the hybrid look like of serving our our skill sets in the way that we do show up really well educationally and really well strategically? Like we love to get in the weeds with you about your business and marketing and copy and numbers and organizing clients and onboarding them, all of that. Like we love talking about that. How can we marry that with also like building deeper relationships? And so I think when we finally Mm -hmm. decided at least that was the way we wanted to handle it, we still didn't necessarily know what it was going to look like. But I feel like at the beginning of this year, maybe Q2, that kind of started to shift for us and we're like, okay. And like, truly, I think there are a couple hats we put on where do we start an agency? Do we start taking clients again where we are doing deliverables? What does that look like? Like we were just kind of no idea is a bad idea kind of thing and seeing what felt right. Yeah. Well, and I definitely thought, I thought heavily about the agency model and us going all the way back to our roots. And I mean, we have... We had a designer and I knew we were hiring more and I could see a world in which that worked. But the more I thought about it, I was like, this feels like 
three to five years down the line to get back to this. And then something kind of opened up for us where we identified a way where we could get as close to having one-on-one services as we've had in half a decade, but still continue to respect the fact that at the heart, we are an education company and we can empower people. We don't necessarily have to do a completely done for you service for something to be successful and to be inherently valuable. And I'm really excited about the model we came up with. And honestly, you're just going to have to take a look at it. Like you're just going to have to go to bossproject.com slash incubator because I just don't think I could put quite into words how this has come together, but it has been so refreshing. And to be this intentional about working with less people on a deeper level has been really reinvigorating and I feel like this this month, October 2021, marked a pretty pivotal chapter in our story of this company. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you want to talk about that a little bit? The anniversary? Sure. Yeah. So what you might not realize is November 3rd, 2015, I was in a massive car accident. And we had to change pretty much everything about the way we operated our business overnight, which is a big part of why we moved from a launch model to an evergreen model with the thought that it would be less work. LOL, did you listen to our episode about passive income? We thought that would be a solution so that I could have time to heal. And I'm going to say it. It carried us for a while. It worked. It worked for a season. It worked for a season. And I think it makes sense for us and our team and our business. I don't think it makes sense for everybody. But but all that being said, five years later, to come up on that anniversary, to be where we're at now, it was really it was really impactful because I remember having a conversation with Emily over the summer that I felt for the first time in five years, like I was 100% back. And I don't think anyone could possibly understand unless they've been through a really traumatic injury where you are in active recovery, let alone, I think it adds additional complication when you are struggling from what others would call like an invisible illness or invisible disease. Like I looked normal. I for the most part, unless you talk to me on a regular basis, I probably even talked quote unquote Mm -hmm. normally to you, but Emily can definitely say there were days I was not all there days. I would struggle to even say full sentences, stumble over my words, stumble over my thoughts and memories. And the brain fog was really hard and strong and to come out and feel like I finally had access to yeah. my full brain. Yeah. Holy moly. I was like, I know this girl has shit, I am really smart. on in the last couple of months. <laughs> Y'all. It's crazy. No one, no one has a better business partner than I do. I just want to, no one. <laughs> Suck it. 
I mean, (laughs) well, to think, well, if this is what we did when Abby was operating it, you know, 20% and then 50%. And then I do think there was like a long time where it was like somewhere between 80 or 90%. But that last 10%, my friends, Mm -hmm. bananas what it's opened up for us. And it's it was really emotional because we ended up closing the door like we ended up closing the doors for this particular launch the day before my fifth anniversary of my brain injury and it was like this whole full circle moment for me that made me incredibly emotional but I'm just so excited because our clients get access to a hundred percent version of Abby like moving forward and so good oh it's so awesome Kind of going back to the launch a little bit and just promotion in general, which I want to break down some of these numbers here in a second. Yeah. But I I feel like people have talked about when you're creating something new, and we've done this before, right? Where you like you create something new and you feel like this is gonna be the answer to insert whatever like problems you needed to solve in your business. And it has all of this weight on it, and everything is just there's so much pressure. I don't know if it's we just like kind of talked ourselves out of putting the weight on this new product, or if it was just how we've grown in the last like year or so, or if it was a combination of everything, but it's truly, if I could gift anything in the world to anyone is just like reassurance and confidence that you have the skills to move your business forward. It's not through a product. Uh It's not through an offer. It's not through an idea like you Uh do. And to just yeah. trust in that in this promotion and in this launch, was it not the like, there was a lot of work we did. I'm not discounting that. But like, did it also not feel just like fun and light? And well, there wasn't a pressure around it. I'll explain the difference here. And I, I think this goes back to we've talked about like, not hiring when you're trying to solve a problem, but when you're building a solution. I think similarly, this product, we have straight up, straight no shame in my game, I will tell you. I have looked at the bank, crunched some numbers, crunched them again, crunched them a third time, and then called Emily and said, we have no choice. We have to launch yep. in the next seven days, or we have to yep. launch in the next 30 days, or if we don't launch, then yep. we need to let someone go, or we need to dramatically cut expenses to continue to afford the way we're running our business. I have had more of those conversations than I care to have the rest of my life. (laughs) But they don't, school doesn't teach you what it takes to run a business. Society does not teach you what it takes to run a business. And that is why so many businesses don't survive because these are not skills that are typically fostered Mm -hmm. in you. Like you have the the only way I figured out, maybe someone else is like, yeah, you just need to go to blah, blah, blah. But I, I kind of doubt it, especially as my kind of learning style. I learn yes. by doing and I in a way like you could talk to me all day long about how numbers are going to work. But until I like actually hire a person and realize it doesn't work numbers wise, like I kind of yeah. have to learn the lesson so that I know how to make the difference long term. And I, I, you know, I'm a bit better at anticipating 
than I previously have been. And I'm far better at understanding what our numbers need to be. But I basically put myself through online yeah. CFO school with, <laughs> yeah. I know, far more than the average Business Joe about what it takes. should be also slash CFO degrees. Because if I didn't have that in you in this business, are you freaking kidding me? I just, yeah. And like, like, like even just right. understanding cash, flow. literal cash flow, literal <laughs> profit and loss statements. Like, and I, that's like, we're not coming out with a new bookkeeping agency. That's not what's happening here. But like my frustration in this for everyone collectively is like, you have to, more people are going to make the mistake to learn it and it's going to be an expensive one and it could shut your business down or you could persevere or you're going to be spending so much money to hire people even before you're ready, just be so you don't make those mistakes. And it's just, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause at one point we, we did yeah. hire a CFO to like, to get us through. And I learned yes. a shit ton from her. And now there's things she does or she did that I, I do on a weekly basis because she taught me how to analyze the numbers. Yeah. And analyze if you're my a finance person listening to this, learn how to be a CFO for small businesses. That is needed. <laughs> it is for sure. Okay. So all that being said, we did not build the incubator to solve a problem. Our business nope. was not broken. Our business was we profitable. Your problem. Our business <laughs> not mine. Oh <laughs> our business was sustainable. We could have continued to operate the business we had and been yep. just fine. We could continue to earn a paycheck and take care of all of our expenses what, and still save and still we could have literally shut down that program, sunsetted that course, full on focused on other things. Was there a moment for us where we're like, oh, no, this is we are going to do this? I'm like, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it was a conversation we had over the oh, summer, even yeah, before we I knew the incubator now. was mm -hmm. existing. And we I said to you pretty clearly we can't like we can absolutely continue this i and like sustain it exactly yep. the way it is i mean yep. we'll grow a little bit like we'll grow 5 10 15 percent yep. a year great. which is honestly great, great. <laughs> no shame and we can do all of that or we can very intentionally go into a season of growth but because we're mission focused and I think it was this very intentional move on our part where we re-looked at what was important to us and what were we trying to do. And when the mission, when we realized the mission had never changed, I think both of us got so much more passionate because everything we are, we had been doing to this point did serve the mission but not on like this deep, like life changing level that I think both of us desired. Like, not that I need to come in and be anybody's hero or anything. That's not my point or my goal. But if I can, at the end of the year, say that 
we helped someone create complete financial security for their family. Oh my God. I would, the gift that gives me back of just knowing that we're helping other women and femmes, like not just survive, but thrive, like is so critically important to me. And so we were trying to figure out how can we design a container where we can be a lot more intentional with these people, be a lot more hands-on with these people and give them this opportunity to grow, which is why we literally came up with the name incubator. Like it's, it's meant as a growth place for people. It's meant as this, like you come in, you little, you little egg and we're going to help you hatch and you're going to come out. It's going to be beautiful. Right. Uh, Anyway. So I think we knew the intention going into it. And then it was all just like, how can we solve their problem? That was what it really came down to. And I, if I can get everybody, regardless of what industry you're in or how you're choosing to serve people, if you can focus far less on what you want and far more on what problem you're actively solving for your audience... Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. But in like literal ways that you can market and talk about your offer and write copy about it and sell it and pitch it and the connections you feel to that offer and the expectations you don't give that like it's just everything changes. Everything, everything, because I have never been more sure in my life that the people going through this program are going to have pivotal changes made for their business. So all that to say, we kept it a secret all for the last two years. We, we knew something was happening. We knew something was working this summer. We, we knew a change was imminent. We had planned sometime between Q3 and Q4, we're going to launch. And I think at the time we weren't sure if it was a completely new program or if it was an iteration off of our previous signature program strategy academy, but we were open to all options. And we did ultimately decide to sunset strategy academy and launch the incubator with that being it just grew our into primary such a focus as a company. Different mission, literally. And yeah. like it is truly yeah. unlike anything you've ever gone through before in your whole life, like truly. It is not a course, so it's changing. It's changing the industry, absolutely. Especially for service providers. If you're a one-on-one yeah. service provider, you just need to go check it out. Bossproject.com/incubator. We have a training set up for you guys that I think is going to really open your eyes yeah. to what it could be. And if you're interested in that, you definitely need to take the like less than ten minutes to apply. And I'd love to hear from you. Okay, so. Take me to T minus like seven days pre-launch. We put some podcasts out into the world and what the (laughs) fuck happened? The world blew up. Our DMs blew up. We stepped into our our soapboxes and we said some words and we shared some opinions and a lot of you resonated with that. A lot of you. And I I think it's because, and we've said this in many episodes, but like the service industry, when you are a one-on-one service business owner, you are looking at learning from marketers, which makes sense, right? How to market your business, how to get more clients, how to do all of these things. But it's shared and taught from a marketing standpoint and more is more and bigger is better and to try all the things. But there are no, none, none, zero, none successful one-on-one service business owners who are teaching other one-on-one service business owners how to build their one-on-one service business in the way that works for them and 
how that's actually growing their business. Because it's just not sexy and it's just not fun and it's not like the popular thing to do. And we decided to be that (laughs) unpopular voice of reason. And you guys really felt, you felt heard. You, I mean, you message us and say, oh my gosh, this has been rattling in my brain. And to hear someone say it, to hear a successful business owner say it, to hear your take on it, to hear the validation of like, I don't think this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but this is what everyone says I should be doing. So I guess I'm going to do it. And like clarity on why those marketing tactics fell off or why pivoting drastically maybe isn't the right thing to do, whatever. We just, we heard from y'all. And so we started having conversations like early October before we even had the page built. Before we even had like, are we for sure doing it on this day? Like we didn't have any of that figured out yet, but we just started basically hitting record on our thoughts. Best, best thing. Well, we've done a lot of best things this year, but it was, it was right up there with some good moves on our part. I, I'm really glad that we tuned out the noise and focused on what we thought was wrong with the industry and focused on how we could help and how we could help people specifically focus on building a business with their life first, um, with their life in mind, with their life as their priority. Because ultimately, like we want a business to serve you in the same way you serve your clients. Your business should take care of you, but it should not take all of you in the process. And for so many people, we've seen them give up nearly all of themselves just to keep it running and they're drowning and we want them to come up for air and we're so excited to be helping. So we officially opened applications for our new program mid-October. We Mm -hmm. did a private training for accepted applicants only and the days that followed change the trajectory of our business forever. And I don't say that lightly. (laughs) It was bananas. It was wild. It was great. It was exciting. It's fun. It's different in ways that we haven't shown up in a really long time. It's yeah, it's been great. (laughs) I still, all that to say, I don't want anyone to hear this and think, Oh, I want to do what they're doing because I, I want to remind y'all that it took us six years, an audience in the millions, a full, like a full staff Mm -hmm. of people (laughs) to put this out into the world. And we didn't take, we didn't take a pay increase to do it. We did it to support people. We did it to support y'all because it's important to us. And we want you to have the option to create the simplest thing (laughs) and we can show you what that looks like. And trust me, it doesn't have to be nearly as complicated as the things we're putting out into the world. Like let us, let us do this for you so that you can have the simplicity. Yep. Yep. Okay. So you ready to share some numbers? All right. So Y'all have been used to the shop slash co-op slash Crave Template shop slash one of these days, it'll maybe have one name. No. 
the the thing of many names. You've been used to that being our primary top product, and it got bumped to number two. We're we're not going to spend too much time talking about it. It's still a major piece of our business, and I am excited to do an upcoming yeah. episode soon to anywhere. talk to There's you about a little a slight like slight change we're going to be doing. And I cannot wait to break that down for you and talk to you about it. And I think it's going to be even more yeah. epic for y'all. And I love that yeah. membership shop so much. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So the co-op is really yeah. going to be a stepping stone. And we'll we'll talk more about what that looks like and how who we think it makes sense for in a future episode. But it is not nope. going anywhere. I want the to see shop them, like fight for that th- one to two spot forever. I think they're going to, I think they're going to fight. I think. Yeah. So it brought in 36% of our total revenue in October, which we were used to seeing at around 60. So this was a drop, but the shop didn't make less, which was exciting. The incubator brand new baby come out the gates running it's a toddler <laughs> yeah. baby already I, I i think it was i think we were like in utero for so long that it just like came out literally sprinting so the incubator brought in 48 percent of our revenue in october which is Knowing that that's from one launch from literally a couple of days days in the month of October. Well, five days, but only three of them were in October. Right. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Three three days of revenue brought in 48% for the month. It's just really crazy. It's, it's, It's really silly. But we're excited. And that means we have some incredible, amazing new clients who are getting kicked off and getting started. And if you're interested in what that looks like for you or what that would mean as a service provider, definitely reach out at Boss Project on Instagram. I definitely would love to talk more about our program and who it makes sense for. We're hosting exclusive workshops every single week for our clients inside of the incubator. So if you want in on the next one to see some action in your business, learn some stuff, start to make more work less, go all in on your service and not get distracted by everything else that's happening. I highly encourage you to apply and start chatting with us on Instagram. Absolutely. Okay. So 48%, 36%. So that's for those of you who do math, that's the majority. <laughs> so that meant that our other products were just sort of sprinkled in there. Affiliates were at 7%, Strategy Academy at 4 and Trello at 4 And we'll see what 2022 brings. But our plan is to focus primarily on the incubator, the co-op, and a few of our strategic affiliate relationships. And that's the primary focus. Okay. So should we talk about what it costs to actually make all this shit happen? All right. So for those of you who have been following us for a while, we believe a healthy cost of goods sold for a business of our type is right around 
30% and we, we did real good. (laughs) So our cogs were only 23% and our ads were only 19%. So things were definitely stacked in a kind of unique way. I think moving forward, we, we have made some strategic moves and I think we're going to have to talk more about it. But while we love and utilize social media and paid advertising, we're building a business that relies far less on either one of those things. And we will continue to utilize both methods because we like them and we think they're fun and we we know it adds value, but we're also building a business that could remain stable yep. without those things. So the other aspect of all of this is our team. Emily, do you want to speak to what it was like to have oh a team, like a real team in this season? We, girl, <laughs> we onboarded three people, what, 60 days before all this went down, two of them being in the 30 days before all this went down. Like we were having people mm-hmm. celebrate their first month with us, like practically during the launch. and. That it literally, literally is a little bit crazy, but we again have learned, we've learned a lot and the, the onboarding and bringing these people on was like really smooth. There was a lot to do, but it was really smooth. And I do feel like they integrated pretty quickly, like really well with the team and our offers and our messaging, et cetera. And so in order for that to like happen so quickly and us, you know, there's like a level of trust that has to happen with a team of like, not just trust that they're going to do like their task. That's the simplest version of trust, but like that they're representing us and the company and the messaging and our clients, like in the way that we've all determined needs to be done. And holy moly, just the amount of backup support assistance predicting of expectations and needs that were happening behind the scenes with our team, the amount of like, they were figuring out solutions on their own. They were like, like talking on their own over here while Abby and I were trying to show up over here. Just it was so seamless and so needed and allowed us to like, my biggest complaint over the years in business has been I feel like we cannot grow it to this level because I I do not have the capacity to support and to do all of the necessary things that are needed for that, right? Like if you're talking about a launch, if you're talking about going live, you're talking about responding to comments and following up with people and remembering. Literally just the way we changed yes. our Facebook yes. live during this launch. So it was like, this version was the first time ever I feel like, oh, no, this is the way for me to do what I actually like doing, which is recording content, teaching, going live, hanging out with people in that capacity, doing webinars, whatever, while we get the utmost support during and behind the scenes so that I can actually do the part that makes a difference for this company. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I do think. We both had all the hesitations in the world about bringing on a team that was primarily employees versus contractors. I think there was a lot of hesitation there. 
from both of us, but the dedication from our staff and their like love of our mission and our clients is unlike anything I've ever witnessed. And to hear them, several of them walked away from running their own business to be a part of ours. And they're not upset about it (laughs) at all. (laughs) Like they're like, they love it. And they, they are so intrinsic to what makes this company work. And I'm excited about the future because I really see our current team as like the future leadership of an even bigger team. And And to finally have goals that are like outside of us that are able to impact the lives of other people, literally pay people more money, bring, give people more hours, bring, give people more benefits. Like that cool part of the phase that we're growing into now is really fun. Yeah, because we wanted to not just be, we don't want to just have great products. We want to have, we want it to be a great place to work. So like, we have killer benefits. Like, I would argue probably one of the best in the industry in terms of packages. And to prioritize that is just so fulfilling to me. And I, I love each of them so dearly. So our team sat at 29%, which is such a healthy number for the the launch that we had, which giving this kind of gives us the runway to, we will be hiring again. We will be hiring probably sooner than we think, <laughs> but we get to play with what that looks like. We get to play with how that makes sense long-term and what does it look like to Emily and I have called our business a company for a while, but do you want to speak for just a second as to like how it really has started to feel yeah, like a company? I called Abby a, a week or so ago and I was like, I don't know this conversation I just had recently, like changed some perspective even about our business. Cause like Abby said, we started calling it a company maybe a year ago. Cause it, I don't know, even small business felt too small. Like it felt sometimes there's just feelings and connotations with certain words and people ask like, Oh, what do you do? I own my own business. And like, we've let that give meaning of what, what does that actually mean? Is it legit? Is it real? Like, what is it? So we kind of started transitioning using the word company a year or so ago, but it just kind of still felt like playing pretend until recently uh, I was out for a wine tasting with some friends and they were asking how the launch went because the last time I had seen them we were in the throes of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it went so well. And here are the like things that we're doing. And we were able, like literally today, we brought on one of our team members full time and that was so fun. And where I talked a little bit about our benefits package and how we're rolling into 401k next year and our mat leave plans and just different things that we offered as a company. And like one of my friends, both of them work for like other big, really, really huge companies in Kansas City. And they were like, I want to come work for you. Like that sounds incredible. I don't get those benefits. You like you're doing that. You're choosing to offer that and prioritize that, budget it in, make it happen, figure out what we need to like legally offer it, make it legit. And like, it's just, it's transitioned to small business and we're hiring on some people for help to, this is a company that you can choose to work for, to be fulfilled in your role, to be supported financially, 
have fun. Like I just, it's so cool. And it's like, I feel like there's been a lot of conversations in the last couple of years of people like really ethically, morally checking where they work and where they spend time. And so I'm deeply honored that anyone decides to spend that time with us and to know that we're actively like very often working on making that even better for our team also feels really cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is constantly improving and it's so, so exciting. So I'll leave you with a couple quick number notes just to like continue to blow your mind <laughs> because I I think it's fun. But also I just for perspective, we've done big things in the past. This, I did the math. And this was nearly 4x our biggest launch ever. And the long-term impacts it will have on our business is absurd. We increased our MRR by 77% in less than seven days, which is obviously... For those in the back, we almost doubled our entire business in less than a week, and which is why we've hired in advance yeah. of, because we knew this was a growing season, and which is why we will continue to expand into next year. My heart is full. I'm very happy. I'm loving, loving, loving getting to know our clients inside the incubator, and I look forward to continuing to grow that space. Or do you want to share the profit? Oh, yeah. What? How do I forget the most important part of the whole episode? Okay. So for a long time, our goal has been 30%. And then we, we, if you haven't been paying attention, we've been intentionally taking less profit so that we could invest back into the business so that we could prepare for literally this exact moment. And also for those of you who are unaware, most people, when they say profit, it's typically before owner pay. So just keep that in mind. So we don't include our pay in the team costs or that would just be, it would just be hard to like actually tell what's going on. Anyway, not the point. The point is <laughs> 40% profit in the month of October And I think we will very likely see a very similar number in November. December is a question mark for me. I have some questions. But it's a question mark because people have very real things going on in their lives. And that's all I find. It's a question mark because it's like, do we want to do anything? Yes or no? We haven't decided yet. That too. That too. We haven't decided yet. So if you have any follow questions whatsoever <sighs> about anything we talked about today, anything we broke down, please don't hesitate to reach out on Instagram at Boss Project. If you have questions about the incubator, please, I encourage you just go check it out. Bossproject.com slash incubator. DM us your thoughts. If you've missed the scandalous episodes that we've been releasing over the past couple months at this point, definitely DM us. We can send you a a little number list of the ones that we recommend listening to first. And yeah, thanks for showing up. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you guys later. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. 
with thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.